Humboldt Holding Up is sponsored by the North Coast Co-op and Humboldt Hydroponics. You know, uh, the North Coast Co-op, it's no no mystery that it's the favorite grocery store of Humboldt Holding Up. We go there for lunch all the time. Andrew, I know you love the solids. Also the and- Poke Bowls. But I shouldn't <laughs> say I shouldn't say that out loud because then there'll be a rush on the Poke Bowl. <laughs> Well, anyway, whatever it is that you love, they've got it there at the North Coast Co-op. Go check them out at both Arcata and Eureka. And Humble Hydroponics, they are located at 1302 Union Street. That is uh, right next to the Broadway Cinema, in case you don't have a map in in your brain. Uh, You can visit them there, and their knowledgeable staff will help you with all your growing needs. Humble Hydroponics, locally owned and operated for some time. It's Humble Holding Up, the Lost Coast Outpost's extremely funky podcast, the funkiest podcast on the North Coast. We've done the math. We've had it measured for funk levels, and this is the one. My name is Andrew Goff. <laughs> and I'm Stephanie McGarry. That is a measurable <laughs> metric. Quantifiable level, funk. <laughs> level of funkiness. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, on a slightly more serious note... Speaking of funk, yeah. Having to do with funk. I've been thinking a lot lately, you know, I'm sort of wrestling with this idea of whether or not I might be ready to go out and see a show again, you know, live music. There's been shows going on here and there almost throughout the pandemic. Yeah, well, let's let's say that. I'll say there certainly has been shows. There have been lots of shows and people are going to shows. But you are, um, uh, you have a little one at home. You have have reasons to be maybe a little bit more cautious. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and and at first when when the vaccinations became available and people were getting them, I started thinking like, yeah, okay, I'm feeling good. But then we had the surge again. And then things went. Right, exactly. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to decide. I I feel like people are probably responsible about it, but then it's like, I'm also nervous. I have some social anxiety. I, I don't know how I'm feeling about this. So to help us wrestle with this question, we thought we would reach out to Brian Swislow who is the keyboardist in Object Heavy. Now, Object Heavy has a show coming up on Saturday, February 12th at the Arcata Theater Lounge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just wanted to pick Brian's brain a little bit on, on how he thinks about our current moment for live music. Now, Brian has been a, a fixture on the local music scene for uh, over, what would we just, what we figure out? Oh over gosh. two decades, right? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's, basically since yeah like the late 90s yeah 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 Uh, he was the the owner of the red fox tavern he was in the mm -hmm. nucleus he's currently an object heavy he's been a side uh you know man in in just a lot of lot of local bands uh in local hip-hop scene local funk bands just there's been a lot of swizzlow here in humboldt so we thought he might be a good person help us wrestle with what we're all wrestling with is it time to emerge is it time to re-enter some of these fun zones we all used to occupy so yeah we so, say without further let's, ado let's get let's get brian in here I'm, bring I'm in e- the swizz let's bring in the swizz i'm excited to talk to him he's definitely gonna help this podcast be even more funky so funk levels rising hey brian there Hello. we go how's it going going pretty well so thank you so much for joining us brian i just want to say that normally on these zoom calls i kind of try to like dress up a little bit but today oh. for you i actually decided to just to wear my robe <laughs> yeah so 
I feel I feel overdressed. I now. thought I that you might be too, but then I thought we were going to be awesome. robe buddies. The robe report is a real thing. Yeah. Such, what a joke that was. Three, <laughs> two and a half years before a pandemic. That's the that to me is the best part about it is that it was a joke that happened in my parents' basement. Um, when I was visiting them over a winter and they're cool with me smoking in their house when we were grownups, you know, when I was in the basement, <laughs> I did a live feed and I was like, don't tell him my, I'm sitting in my parents' basement smoking weed. And I had this robe, I was freezing out. And my buddy Dickie <laughs> Paul from Chicago calls me after and he's like, you need to do that all the time. I was like, yeah, <laughs> nah, that was cool. I was yeah. like, I had to call my sister and say, mom and dad aren't going to be upset that I live feed uh did a live feed of me smoking weed in their basement right it's like, <laughs> okay well, <laughs> I, I i have to say i'm i'm a little disappointed you know you i don't see a doobie in your hand i, I was expecting the, the the full swizz to occur to, like, to occur to you us. like there to be one that's up to you I man i don't i don't want to pressure you that's your no you know what i just have to change i have to mildly change venues but i'm happy to because i i'm respectful of the house so i only smoke in the studio or outside so if you guys okay. want me to be smoking no no, no, no I, totally it's, it's, it. it's it's not required actually i've seen you stoned plenty of times let's try we'll, we'll try the, the sober swiss i like okay, that we're yeah. i like that we're like disappointed and like yeah. that you're attempting to be professional or like, where's the yeah. robe where's the dupe like, just what? what I thought I was supposed to do, do it. Do we be, be all solid? I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so, but Abby, before we get uh, too deep in this, real quick, off the top here, I'm gonna I'm gonna assign you uh, the task of kind of flushing out your musical biography uh, for me a little bit. You know, because obviously, uh, Object Heavy is your main creative outlet at the moment, and you spent a lot of years in the nucleus. Uh, you produce a lot of local artists, but I, I also think you kind of this like a gun for hire, you know, where people will like bring you in to, to, to flesh out their sound. But let's, but let's see like how fast and, and thorough you can be to list your own local musical credits. That was great that you said that and that you recognize that I've been basically hired by all my friends to flush out their sound. And I don't, I, I don't even know, know if that's even a thing. I don't even that's think a thing. That's anybody yeah. thought of. It was yeah. more like before I go to, I'll go to the beginning of Spank when I moved here. But the fact is, is that, Mugatu, Nucleus, uh, you know, even play, playing with Ishii and them was much more um, strict right. okay. in that the music had to be, you know, reggae music, which isn't really my wheelhouse. It's one mm -hmm. of my wheelhouses for enjoyment and listening to, but I was never a reggae keyboardist and it's, there's a lot to it and it's a very challenging style. And, um, but so I would be in every band I was in, it was like, yeah, no, no, you do your thing. Yeah. And that was like what you said is what I what made me think of that is like I was always able to bring my flavor to whatever group I've been playing with, um, except for a, a few specific uh, instances. Mm. So I appreciate that you said that. I was like, oh, wow, cool. Somebody yeah. saw and, it, and now that you say that, I think I bet I bet that you playing with Ish with Ishii is, is the, the, the first thing. I, I bet that's where I encountered you first. Possibly, yeah. My OK, so I moved to Humboldt in 1997. We're starting in my Humboldt music okay. right yeah okay. yeah yes. yeah i don't, I don't um, care I about anything else chicago, yeah. yeah i grew up in chicago <laughs> and uh, by the time i was 25 or so um or mid 90s i moved to los angeles lived there for a year moved to arcada in 1997 september of 1997 and i didn't know anyone there was a uh, an old girlfriend of mine at the time and we moved um uh, into neyland with a, an older couple who um we i didn't move here for school or weed 
I didn't move for, for any of that. I was in LA, um, a label thing didn't happen. And the girl I was with was like, can we just get out of here already? And my friend's aunt and uncle were like, hey, what are you hippies doing in LA? There's a really great music scene. You should come to Humboldt. You smoke weed. What are you doing? So she was like, I'm going with or without you if this label thing doesn't work. I'm like, all right. And it, and it didn't. And that was fine. And we we left. And I ended up in Humboldt in a trailer in Neyland on Greenwood Heights. And uh, and that lasted a few months. Long story short, I got a job at Los Bagels after my girlfriend knew one person. I went and dropped a resume, got hired on day two. A guy named Franco was training me because the manager was sick. So this guy on call was training me, which is the best part of the whole story. And at the end of the shift, he's like, so what's your deal? I'm like, oh, whatever. He's like, no, seriously, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm a keyboardist. He's like, great, are you good? I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, man. You know, he's like, are you good? I was like, yeah, man, I can play. He's like, I have a roommate. His name is Greg. This was Spank, Greg Camphouse. Bill, uh, Chris Donato, um, it turned out to be Lou Andrade, um, who was part of Zumba, um, and then mm. Darby Meyer, Pete's uh, son, um, and Chris, yeah, Chris Donato and Bill Thomas on the bass, and that was pre-Spank, and I showed up to this, uh, to this house, and there was a keyboard there, I sat in, and they're like, we're thinking about calling the band Spank, what do you think? And I'm like, mm. I met you guys like an hour ago, this is awesome, I don't even know anybody <laughs> in Humboldt at all, you know, and <laughs> nobody, literally, and uh, that was it. So we, our first gig was January 4th, I think, in 1998, opening for uh-huh. this band called Galactic, who was it. And we played at Six Rivers Brewery. And I met Houseman and I met all, you know, and these guys were super cool. And Rich Vogel, the keyboardist, was like, hey, let me fix your roads. And we're, I'm like, wow, cool. And I don't even know who these Galactic guys are. You know, I just knew that they were about to blow up because they were with Fog City Records. That was the beginning of it. So I was in a band called Spank and everyone was like, who is this guy? So right away, there were some people wanting to play with me, which was really cool. And I didn't even think I was that good. So and, and I wasn't. When you listen back, you know, we're all not that good. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so it started with Spank and that was 1998. And that led to the Humble County Freestyle Kings, which I'm okay, very yeah. proud of. And I now, although I wasn't the originator of this thing, um, Adam Brandt came up with the name and I didn't really know him then. And he was in a band with Kevin Fox, who did the Rhythmic Review um, with Justin Gaffney, who owned, you know, who owned um, it was Tim Gerald's, who's the sound guy at Humbrews, who owned All Around Sound. Um, Chris, um, the trumpet player, these guys were all the sound guys. And they were yeah. all in a band together, Ryan Roberts from Absinthe Quintet um, and a few others. And they were all part of this um and guile and they were all part of this thing called the humble county freestyle kings and it was this jamming uh hip-hop thing yeah, and anyway it, yeah. that thing took um the the vocalist adam was like i'm not doing this with any of you guys got into an argument i had not i don't know anybody didn't have any stake in any of it and he's like hey you know i was in organic sample which actually happened with the freestyle kings which was ryan roberts and all these guys and this this improv hip-hop group and then adam brand says hey these guys are southern humble guys they're repping medical proposition 215 they're singing about humble and we're starting a movement and your band and these rappers would be amazing so spank um we ended up going and getting together with these southern humble kids and uh and with garth vader and it was uh jubal sherman tucson and it was um and then it was um and then I met, uh, and then Chris Wixon ended up becoming part of that. He was a bass player around for a long time. And uh, it just evolved. So I'll cut to the chase. But the Humble County Freestyle Kings became a thing. And yeah. he paid for us to go to this studio where I met Justin Miller, DJ Just One, and Galen Davis, who's all Southern Humble, all the, the DJs. And it was basically what Redwood Roots is. 
Ridgeline Farms. It's all those guys. It's Jason Gelman and Chris Anderson and, and Casey Ward and all these guys got behind this movement of humbled hip hop. And I'm just like, I don't even know, where, where am I? You know, and these guys <laughs> are the best weed I've ever smoked. And, and they're like, yeah, you're the, you're the band. These are the rappers. And then I was like, well, I'll talk to my Spank band members and see if I can get you guys on the road with us. You know, and they're like, oh, I'm like, no, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. And it was. And we ended up, they ended up paying for us to go to Reno to record this album, The Humble County Freestyle Kings. And a well, song became a single and it got out there a little bit. And we played regular on the river and had a, legion of fans and then like all good things that are too good to be true the whole thing imploded <clears throat> um so it was an amazing band that lasted a very short period of time but humble hip-hop was born between that group and potluck and, yeah. and just for the record i'll mention that uh, manifest um i'm understanding pistol pete was like the first rapper of humble and there was hip-hop before my <laughs> time so i would never claim any of that you know yeah. i just that potluck and the freestyle kings were the groups that were making a presence publicly and playing gigs just like the rest of the bands. And it was, yeah, the first right. and, and they rose to a level of prominence that had certainly yeah. not been exper experienced before. We were that. selling out every show we played right off the bat. And they were like, wait, spank. And then these guys. And so it was this really cool vibe as that broke apart. You know, I stayed working with Garth and then became the hip hop lounge, but there was the DOCG. There were all these other little pockets of bands and the nucleus showed up. And uh, so, yeah, I was in the Freestyle Kings and then played with Garth Vader. And then we moved to L.A. And from 2002 to 2005, while I was coming up to play gigs every now and then with the Hip Hop Lounge, all those rappers, Eli Fowler, Little Kid Lost, he's under that name, Garth Vader, Mika Sun, MCP, Future Subliminal Sabotage, was coming down to L.A. because Justin and I were both living there. And they're like, wait a minute we're making albums. You can't leave. And we're like, yeah, we're out of here. We're going to Hollywood. And uh, they all came down here and they uh, started sleeping on our couches and making records with us. And then by 2005, after meeting Coop, who was the original singer for uh, Object Heavy, it's like, it's all connected from way back, but mm. I could spend an hour just on that alone. So I'll skip to 2004 or five. Nucleus was like, hey, these guys, we got these flights coming from LA for cheap we'll fly you up here, record with us. And then we're going to do a new year's show. And by that time, Eli was like, wait a minute, you're coming up here. And then Greg was like, well, we got the bump foundation and you should be playing with us. And so, and I met Chris Noonan, who's my business partner for fat bowl and became a best of friends. And, but that was the second coming. We all found ourselves back in Humboldt. And I found myself playing with nucleus and I found myself playing with bump foundation and mm. I put the band together, which just like spank and the Kings, I was like, well, if I'm going to be playing, rock and roll and, and jams with these guys i'm gonna make them be the hip-hop band or at least ask them for like you know i'm like you guys have to be the hip-hop group and they were all about it so nucleus became subliminal sabotage and we fused and that was always my dream was to fuse the styles of music i'm like oh, this place is amazing yeah. like there's reggae there's folk there's like all the things right there's yeah and you can and, and you could totally hear that in, in nucleus yeah yeah, you know, and, and the jam scene was starting to be like that, you know, but I always loved hip hop. And I just after that group broke up, I didn't want to stop. And I was making beats and I'd made like 500 beats or something. These guys, these MCs were just eating them all up and just using them, putting them out on, on records. And so we put out a handful of albums of humble hip hop way before legalization. And I'm just like still to this day going, wow, look at it now. So, yeah, that became 2005, six, seven eight area and then i remember asking mugatu if i could be their second keyboardist i just straight up 
was like, they're like, you know, we had a whole meeting. I was friends with the guys, but they were like, well, why should we have you? We already have a keyboardist. So I'm like, because who has two keyboardists? I just think you guys are an amazing <laughs> band. I love playing this stuff. We're friends. Why not utilize some of the potency I might have match it with the potency you guys clearly have and maybe this would be extra awesome and it was it was super cool and tomic and i the two keyboardists became best of friends and we would be in the back just jamming it was just super awesome so mugatu became part of that and in that time i would play with ishi doobie and barrel alexander who became part of subliminal sabotage yeah. and you know, we backed each of them separately and together as a group and i and ishi would sing songs on it which led to uh, bianca Monkai and lorenza simmons which allowed me to be part of Vidagua, oh, you know yeah. Then, oh wow then, yeah Vidagua, yeah okay yeah, yeah and that became um you know lion camp jason soul soul medic cv culture and i found myself just rocking with all these guys all the time and making beats with them and it was just a glorious time and humble and uh and then by 2009-10 i started i got involved in the red fox tavern and right. at that point i joined afro massive which was a, a group of it was chris noonan and greg Camphouse and most of the samba troupe it was you know ollie and it was jesse jonathan and nick um duckworth and probably four or five percussionists and Greg and, and Chris were like, yeah, we really wish we had a, a thing we could all do. Greg would say, wish I had a band we could all be part of. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll, I'm in. What's up? I want to play with you guys. And Afro Massive was also short-lived, but awesome. And then uh, at that point, I kind of hit the wall and I stopped. I quit all the bands. I told Beryl, Ishii was like, hey, bro, your heart's not in it. I'm like, I know my heart's not in anything right now. And uh, I kind of mm -hmm. hit a, I just pushed so hard. I was playing with five and six bands for so long and then playing with whoever would have me, you know, I wasn't out on the hill growing weed. I wasn't, I wasn't making that much money. Fat Bull was just a dream state that Chris and I were just trying to keep alive for some reason, you know, just wondering what would happen with Fat Bull clothing. What would happen with this brand? Maybe we don't go legal one day and then we'll have this cool thing happen or something, you know, and it's, I'm just grateful that we had that insight somehow. And anyway, 2013, 14, I was just over it. And I uh, would have jam scenes to get down started around that time at right. Bar Gambalaya. And then I started playing with Johnny Fire and Pete. And that was just when I didn't have any bands. And I'll never forget, it was Greg Camphouse from Spank, Bump Foundation, Love Bush, Afro Massive, currently, you know, still rocking. It was like, you know, sometimes you just have to, wipe the slate clean because something's going to come of it. And uh, I could almost cry saying these words right now because um, it's what led to Object Heavy yeah. and it's best. And I'm so grateful that all of that happened. So by 2014, the Get Down crew happened because we were doing Monday nights at the Jambalaya. And it was, um, it was yeah, it was Pete Ciotti and Drew Moore and Johnny Fire and myself. And we, were, we would be the host. We would band, that do, be the house band. And then everybody would come up and play. And one night, Drew just started singing. And I just was like, huh? And uh, I set a studio date and said, I'm, I'm going to the studio and I'm going to record these improv improvs and uh, see what happens. And we went in there and created all the music for the first album um and drew was not committed and so i hired coop for damon cooper who was in the band from la many years before i actually flew him here i'm like i'll spend my money and get you here i'll weed you and feed you you just sing for me man and give me a give me a year and i'll get you in front of thousands i swear to god <laughs> and, uh, and thankfully <laughs> 2015 we uh, we headlined the summer arts and music fair uh backing john popper as yeah that's i've and I looked at Coop. I'm like, 
there's like five thousand here you know what i mean and yeah like, no wow. I, remember, I was i i was at that i i think i think that was one of that was maybe the moment where i was like i saw you up there with john popper and i was like swiss swiss done pretty good for himself this is not a this is not a bad little life you carved out hungry you know and i stayed on the front line of the music and not the weed and i think that's it's you know so, some of my weed friends will say man you know a season out on the hill man would have changed your money would have changed some things and you know i grew up in a suburb of chicago um middle-ish class you know i think we were we were technically probably a little lower middle class my family um mm -hmm. raised in a, in a jewish neighborhood and you know the expectations were there and i was the youngest of the youngest and you know a little bit of spoiling happens with them and thankfully i learned not to be at a pretty young age i'm grateful for that experience and uh yeah so you know uh, maybe it's affluenza i don't know okay mm -hmm. I, I just, money I don't, I don't i don't really care i really just want money Money is fleeting. And, and I'd say, you know, object heavy now. You, I mean, you guys have been going uh, pretty hard as far as I, has been my perception since around 2016 or whatever, 2015, whenever you guys started yes. up. And, the, and so one of, you know, one of the main reasons we wanted to have you on today, you know, obviously you have a, you have a show coming up uh, Saturday, February 12th. At, uh, yep. You're going to be playing at the Arcade Theater Lounge, which is, you know, one of the liveliest rooms we have locally. So I'm sure you're looking forward to that. But I thought, I, I thought this might be a good moment to to talk about the state of live music here in Humboldt and beyond, because you know we're two years into this um, joy killing pandemic, and 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 I know I haven't gone out to a lot of things in, in that period, um, but we're at this point where you know the severity of the the health impacts of COVID are lessening. Lots of people are vaccinated. Omicron been less damaging than previous variants so I, I i wanted to pick your brain on this because i know that you know lots of people who are still being more cautious or um want to be sure they're modeling good behavior they're not going out to shows i know object heavy has, has done some events and it looks like you've got some shows lined up for this year i mean what, what would you say to people who are who absolutely miss live music in their lives uh, who are weighing whether or not it's time to consider incorporating going out into their normal lives again? You know, um, it's a really great question because um, we've, we've had to mitigate, you know, we've, yeah. we've, we've booked many shows, two thirds of them have been canceled or postponed. Um, in one instance, one of our band members got COVID, thankfully he was fine, but we had to cancel Santa Cruz on the day of the show tested positive at like two in the morning mm. tech, like wow this tour is not happening and uh you know so what i would say is you know to fast forward to now i mean if i got covid um i don't think i'm vaccinated i'm boosted um you know i've been lucky if uh if we got the covid over here um it happened around new year's um we were lethargic didn't get tested there was this whole are there tests available we're like you know what we're not going anywhere for two weeks anyway my partner's mm -hmm. a teacher um it was christmas break it was holiday break it was all that and so um and there were there were lots of people getting it right around after new year so i don't know you know i, I wear the the 95 when i can we the only time i'm not wearing the mask really you know and this you know to have the community here hear this and say ah but I've been lucky. 
my bandmates have been lucky. We've been careful because of each other. We don't, you know, am I afraid to get sick? Not really. I'm a healthy guy. If I get it and become a long hauler and have to deal with what a few of my friends and a couple of my family members have dealt with, I'd be super bummed and I'm nervous about it. But that being said, I take really good care of myself. And uh, so I feel like if I'm not, I'm not worried about getting it. It's testing positive and canceling my, my gigs. <laughs> That's what nobody needs right now because every time that happens, a venue is this much closer to closing forever. Every time someone doesn't show up, you know, and that's how that's done the selfish side of it. Like the, you know, the venue's like, why aren't you showing up? It's like, well, uh, because everyone's getting sick. But um, mm. you know, I just think that people have to choose how they, how they feel during that week because I do think that 50% of it is is your creating the reality you know you have to feel safe if you want to go to the show go to the show you know if if you find out that nobody's caring about the vaccines or i mean about the masks in the space you're in maybe think twice about going there next time or maybe leave if it doesn't feel right it's all about you know like sometimes i'm wearing a mask and i take it off and they're like oh you just don't know what to do with the mask i'm like no i just see about five more people getting closer to my area so i'm putting it back on it's just mm-hmm. it's just trying to navigate through what feels right as for each of us as humans, because there's no way around it. And, and, you know, there's people who are like, eh, whatever. And there's people who are like, I'm not going out until this thing goes away. You know what I mean? This is, these are the things we're dealing with. So I, my advice is, you know, if you're really starting to feel that, that inside that social anxiety is is starting to, to ramp up, put your mask on, take a bunch of vitamin C and zinc and, and <laughs> some vitamin D and maybe some B complex and, you know, you know, and, 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 and protect yourself and go see some music or go visit some friends. You know what I mean? That's really important for the human connection. But I understand that people are, you know, I mean, Chicago yeah. during the whole pandemic, I'm from there. Yeah. Most of my friends never stopped playing gigs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah never stopped we have just like shut it down you know what i mean yeah. so it does it, it does feel like you know this is talk, talking to people and it, it does kind of feel like uh, my friends that have you know very much not been going out to to shows are for the first time really starting to weigh like okay maybe maybe this is you know as as omicron subsides you know, may, may, maybe maybe we feel safe now, and uh, but you know, it's 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 really then, is as you say, like it's it's yeah. a it's a personal choice. Right, uh, we're back at we're at a place now where if you're if you're taking all the pre- precautions and 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 doing the things that help keep it safe for other people, then it just kind of comes down to to how you feel, and and sometimes you think that you feel ready, and then you're like, nope, I'm not ready, you know, and it's Fine. like quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a friend just recently, you know, who was planning to go out to show. She lives in the Bay Area, but she was like so sure that the show was going to get canceled because of the recent surge that she was just like expecting that. And then when it didn't get canceled, she's like, fuck, now I have to decide whether or not I want to go to the show and the choice is on me. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And I, and I told, like we've taken for granted now that things just get canceled and we don't have to actually like take the responsibility of our own social plans anymore. But it's true. Yeah. yeah. But I told her, you know, if it's important, we have to also weigh out how we approach COVID with our own with other parts of, of our health, right. And, and socialization and, and music, you know, are, 
a, a, a big, an important part of our, our mental health for some people, especially too. So, you know, you, you also have to think about that. Like if it's really important to you, maybe there are some other places where you can be extra care, maybe go to the show, but then like, don't do this other thing, you know, maybe uh, be safer in some other way or, or something, you know? Uh, oh yeah. Well, there's like one venue for us, right? The venue's inside. Um, but there are some doors that go to an outdoor patio and then our back, our green room actually leads out a back door. So, you know, and this was in, this was in January, late January, right? Things are like, everyone's getting it and we're in Santa Cruz. Like, okay. So we're outside, you know, and I'm smoking a little weed anyway. So I'm like, I'm out back. And then we go get on stage and like, well, no one else is in the green room. We're fine. You know, around the band, we're just, that's our circle. So we're just like, we're in the van together. We're not wearing masks in the van. We're just, you know, everyone gets tested every now and then we just check each other out. Um, but yeah, you go on stage and then we'll table, you know, we're playing without the mask, but then if I'm in the bar, I'll put the mask on, walk through the bar, walk outside and just hang out there for a little while. So it's like, it's been different for every, every scenario. And then last year, um, you we were talking about like how you're so sure they're going to get canceled last year. You're just watching, we're watching the patterns. Things are starting to mellow again. And maybe, maybe this one won't, uh, won't turn into another variant. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Or it probably will, but hopefully it will be less than still, right. As we keep going, right. it'll be, it'll get easier and easier. But last year, you know, in June, they were like, okay, People are starting to have shows. So we played at the Arcata Theater in May or in April. And it was like, you know, it, everything was distanced and everything was like a third of the sales that were allowed to happen. And you can't get mm. you know, everything masked the whole time. We're wearing masks on stage. HSU, um, Polytech. Uh, is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's going to take a little while to use that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, you can't even be around there without a mask. We had to play an entire show for the campus um, in masks the entire time and on stage, including our vocalist. And I told um, Michael, um, Michael Moore is the main guy. And I was like, yeah. I love you, man. I, I'm, we're going to do everything we can. But at some point when the MCs or when, when our vocalists, when Richard can't breathe and they're singing, that mask is going to come off and you guys have to be cool with it. Yeah. I, I'm, we're going to do our best, but if they're going to pass out, it's just not worth it. So it's again, it's mitigating, you know, and they're like, okay, we're going to do our best. You do your best. We'll do our best. You know what I mean? So that's the, all we can do. Um, last year when that happened, May, June, we played at the Arcata theater and they were like, all right, June 25th, object heavy with Charlie two and Rashawn Ahmad scared from living legends. Snack one. We're going to do this big show and they're going to fill the room, sold out full capacity and it was great and things were mellow. And then that next week we went off to Park City, Utah, which was like 89% vaccinated already. You know what I mean? They were like, I don't care what side of the city, uh, what, what, what side of the fence you're on. We need the more tourists and money. So everyone just get vaccinated and move <laughs> on. Thanks. And they all did, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like you are, you, you are at least conscious of, of it, you, you, you are not unconcerned. Like you are, you are, you say mitigating, considering, uh you know what 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 this all means and and for this moment um i mean what what, what would you say to someone who who says that it, it is still too soon to be having indoor shows like do you have do you have people in your life that are are concerned for your health or or up, upset that you're that you're going out and doing stuff like this there 
there are a few extremes, I think, and I no disrespect to anyone who's taking it that seriously because I don't know what their dad, mom, anyone's dealing with. You know what I mean? Some people really just have to be at home, depending on what their job is, if they're in the hospital or, you know, and, uh, and that comes. So I just, my bandmates and I, we just mindful is the key word. We're just mindful of our surroundings. And I do think that for someone who says it's too soon for indoor shows, you're pretty much on your own with that thought right now. And that's again, not to be a jerk, but there's not one venue that's not doing that. And you go to any bar here or anywhere else in the country, as far as I can tell, you're not drinking through a straw through your mask. People are sitting at the bar and they're, and they're sitting there at the bar. So the bartenders have to wear their masks, you know, and it's a couple places in town where the staff's not wearing their masks. So we have to, I don't think it's a, let's say it's a good idea. I think you, again, you just have to make your own decision and what feels right. I guess that's all, all you could really say. I just know that I've been out and about, I'm not going out and hanging out at bars or, or, or seeing shows or anything really, because I have my own shows and have to be safe for that. So, and I work at home, thankfully, most of the time. So that's been easy for me. Um, mm. I do think that the days of it's too soon for an indoor show has to really come with someone who's extremely concerned, has anxiety for it, or has some kind of medical issue or, or psychological or emotional issue towards it. And, and, and that I totally respect, but everyone's putting on shows like my own bandmates are like, I don't know. I don't know if we should go play this place. They're not really checking back. So I'm like, yeah, I know, but we've done our diligence. Let's, let's, we're, this is what we have to do. If I was a doctor, there's no, Hey, COVID's here. I'm not going to work. Unfortunately, musicians and doctors aren't, can't really be compared. But it is still how we make our money. Yeah. 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 Business. Yeah. We're working yeah. with a record label. We're putting out music videos where we, we have a bank account and insurance and we have, we have to pay for promotions and we have to pay our own way to get to gigs because gigs aren't paying as much as they used to right now until this flies over. So I make, and I'm the booking guy until this album comes out, you know? So yeah, yeah I mean the days of it's not too, it's too soon. Now we like outdoor shows. It's cool just right now. Few, they're few and far between. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, yeah. it is what it is. And, and so my advice is, you have to really be feeling it if you want to go out. Um, I think that the no indoor show, though, is those are not going to stop unless the next variant wipes, wipes a bunch of people out. Yeah. You know, uh, Steph, that uh, being an old town worker uh, person, my, the most common place I, I end up at lunch is the North Coast Co-op. Uh, where I go, yes, I, yes. I, I hit their salad. I hit their salad bar. And you have given me a, a hard time for the contents of my salad um, I feel like you make a salad as unhealthy as it, as it can possibly no, be. No, <laughs> I put, I used a spinach and I just, I put a lot of tofu on there, but I, I, I have a lot of protein on my salad, but you know what? I got, That's good. I got protein corn, is good. I got onions, I get, I, I get green and purple onions, uh, tomato occasionally. And Nothing's I, and wrong. I put, I I put a lot of vinaigrette. I put a I lot of the balsamic vinaigrette. I don't know if you can keep calling just, it a salad, you know, when it's just like a pile of tofu with like three spinach leaves under it, but that doesn't matter. There's a, okay. <laughs> All that to say, uh, it's a very nice place to make whatever salad your heart desires. The North Coast Co-op for lunch. Absolutely. You know, the other day, Andrew, I was, yeah. I was going by Broadway Cinema 
Yeah. And I know. Were you gonna were you gonna watch a movie in the middle was, of the pandemic? I was. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna go to a movie, but then I thought, oh man, I need some stuff for uh, my plants at home. I am running low on fertilizer. Yeah. And 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 oh my gosh, lo and behold, Humboldt Hydroponics is right, right over right there, there now. right there across the street. I didn't even realize and I was like oh this is great how convenient and so I went in there and I got I got everything that I needed they have it all locally and owned and operated I'm, I'm told they're locally owned and operated and their staff is super knowledgeable hmm. so I'm telling you you got to go down there for all of your growing needs <laughs> I will I will do that you talk, you talk about the effects um, of, of the pandemic on uh, venues and musicians. And some, something I've always said about Humboldt is that, you know, we overachieve culturally, you know, despite our ge geographic isolation, despite our, our smaller population, you know, Humboldt should be way more boring than it has been historically. But, I, but it feels like it's going to be a long road toward, you know, recapturing that energy um, because, you know, venues were really hurt, uh, musicians, a lot of them went to and found something else to do. Um, if, if, if you were the doctor in charge of healing our ailing music scene, what would you pres prescribe? Yeah, because, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna take, it's gonna take effort from venues and musicians and audiences to, to bring the level of joy back in Humboldt that we previously enjoyed, right? Well, from a financial standpoint, um, what's been working for us um, and the deal, you know, and there's a, there's one particular venue, a local venue that um, we've, we've really, uh, the, the creation of the deal, you know, while I'm still the booking agent until we get this record out um, this year is low guarantee, high back end. I understand, we understand you can't afford to put out $2,000 guarantee because if the show gets canceled, someone gets COVID, something happens, anyone gets hurt, the club gets blamed for something, any of that happens, two, two or three times are going to get wiped out. And I know this for a fact because I owned the Red Fox and I yeah. drove, I, you know, I'm proud to say that I wasn't the reason it necessarily went down. I came on right as the ship was starting to sink. And because I cared about the music community and because I had the ability to run a, a, a nightclub and have worked in bars and as a bartender, as a manager in every other position, and my friend needed to get out, I was willing to take it on. And um, I knew what was going to happen, but I did my best. And so I understand what it takes. If all you need is three bad shows and you're done, and uh, unless you have real money. And um, so... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, you know, a, 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 a venue can offer a low guarantee. They can say, hey, we'll give you 600 bucks. If we sell it out, we'll give you 2000 You know what I mean? So it allows okay. a venue to operate at minimum cost. Maybe the band gets involved in, in the promotions. We spend 100 bucks on every show for, for local sponsored ads, and we'll even pay for some posters and hire a friend to go put it out there. We can't afford it either, but we're doing it because – everybody's getting hit. If someone's losing $10,000 and we're losing $600, it's still relative because we're a lot smaller of a business. So it's any yeah. kind of hit for us is relative with any other bigger business. So from a financial standpoint, I would give the advice to um, 
bar owners, venue owners is don't stop keeping the bands coming in. Don't just get the cheap stuff. Keep your keep your quality up, but offer a short guarantee with a big, big return. Give the band or give the DJ or whatever artist an opportunity to fill the room for you. And this really brings back the old art of musicians actually helping the venues. That's that art kind of went away. You're like, wait a minute, we booked it. Why, why haven't you filled the room? It's like, did you even post it or tell any of your friends about the show? Like mm-hmm. that happens here and everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, again, I, I'm speaking public here. So, you know, mm-hmm. for anyone who hears that and doesn't like it, it's real. So we have to band together. We have to help the venues help us fill the room so we can make it better and they can have bigger acts and we can become noted as a, as a well-known music destination. And so the kind, the kind of deals that you're uh, talking about are, the the venues that you're working with they they are um, they're open to that they 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 agree that this is uh, the best way to go forward. There, there are two two venues that we're working with one um, one up in Oregon um, near Ashland. Those guys are they pretty much give um, a certain amount all the time. So that hasn't really changed. And because of they're a small venue, they do a door deal, but they'll, they won't let you walk away with nothing. You know what I mean? They're just, that's been the relationship um, a little looser, but the, uh, but a couple other places are like, yeah, we really love it. Because, you know, if we can get at least a hundred bucks a guy and some gas, like say we're doing a party in town, hundred bucks yeah. a guy, gas, feed us. Great. You know, so with a venue, they're like, yeah, you know what? We want you here. We're going to put money into it. We're definitely going to lose money, not because you're not going to fill the room, but we've lost so much money in the last two years that it's going to take a handful of sold out shows for them to get back to, 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 to operating point and still things are not at full capacity. So I feel a feel, feeling for these venues who are taking the pandemic side of things a little seriously. Some of them who don't, they're just filling the room and they don't care. And that's, that's okay. That's on them to choose to do that, you know, but yeah, the low guarantee with the high back end, it's not my idea. It was a couple of different venues that brought it up. And so whenever I go out and book, I actually just say that to everyone. Listen, yeah. we're building, we're building our brand. We want to grow. We want to grow old with you guys. So, you know what, give us what you can. If it crushes, take care of us. We'll actually put some money into the show. How about that? And that builds yeah. a long-term relationship. I'm proud that my parents taught me to build relationships. And so yeah. that's, the, that's, that's what's built our reputation. My reputation is just being honorable and transparent. Like, don't, we don't need to have the sales pitch. What can you do? Like, if I say we need $1,000 and you don't call me back because you could only give me 900 well, that would be a shame. Yeah. Over 100 bucks, really? You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just air on the side of transparency, you know? So... Yeah. With the venues, it's like, hey, we don't really have time to to lose our lease or our venue. So this is what we can do. What yeah, can you do to help? It's gonna it's gonna take a lot of uh, understanding on all sides, and uh, yeah. that's my opinion. You know, I, so I don't know what the inner workings of the, the venue scene. I just know as a booking guy, that's what's been happening is that people okay. can't afford anyone like they used to. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's talk about uh, Object Heavy uh, a little bit. You know, um, y'all have won Best Band in Humboldt a, a couple times now, uh, and I'm sure that anybody that who has seen you in the in the before times or during pandemic would agree. You know, like you 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 guys bring it. The the force is strong with 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 y'all. Um, how how much did this pandemic impact the trajectory of your band? Oh goodness. All right. Well. Um... First of all, the band, I should just give a shout out to everyone who's been in the band. I'm grateful that 
Um, most of the people didn't leave the band because of me. So I'm, I'm grateful to know that, you <laughs> <What>? know, that, <laughs> um, you know, we lost, um, we lost the, the short end. We lost Drew Moore to Seattle. Um, we lost Johnny fire to just not wanting to do it. Um, we, and that was our singer and guitar player, um, Andy B from cold blue water. Um, you know, I like to surround myself with the people that I play with cold blue water. I didn't mention that ha also happened in the 2014, 15 area. That's more of the current. Um, and that's an amazing group. I love Andy. We, we play well together, but, um, Andy B was part of it for a minute. And then Damon Cooper, um, and even Mike Lee rest in peace, played some bass for a minute and fuzz mm. from the bum foundation. It all led to the singer from velvet touch, which was Johnny Woods took over when Cooper left the band and then um andy b was left the band and then leo who was part of velvet touch with johnny woods said hey i'd like to be part of it and ian taylor who's farmhouse odyssey was like you know sat in for a hip-hop gig and i was like you can have this gig forever if you want and so he and leo and johnny and so pete was still there with me he and i founded the band pete Ciotti. and then you get into the studio 2017 and beginning of 18 and had a bunch of songs that written in 2017 um at that point johnny was about to have a baby and pete's family really just wanted him at home and uh you know, and now the my co-founder and our singer quit the band after our first recording session uh, with Kelly Finnegan from Monophonics at San and uh, Transistor Sound Studio in San Rafael. And Leo and Ian and I um, were sitting there without a singer and a drummer um, with two songs recorded, thinking that I was like, "This is done." And then in Walk Richard Love, you know, and then Thatcher, part of Farm Farmhouse Odyssey, um, joined up and leads to the pandemic we get to 2019 and our album's finished and we're going to release it in you know april of 2020 <laughs> $20 album we spent on and um oh now dear now our tour gets canceled that march uh 9th march 13th to the 25th 3rd or something or some 20th and our homecoming show at homebrews to, to mm -hmm. celebrate that we were finished with this album that all gets wiped out um so that happens a couple months past Thatcher's like, I need to go South and go make some money. I can go, you know, go to Santa Barbara where there's family. So we lost our drummer, but thankfully Sam Kaplan good, who was our sub drummer was That's like, great. I'm in, yeah. I'm ready to work. I love you guys. Let's go. So Sam, so we got in. So the pandemic, we basically got into the studio. We just scratched everything and started wearing our masks into the studio and we just decided to learn our finished album. We have an album that is suddenly not coming out anymore. Mm -hmm. And we with no, with nothing in sight. So we just decided to take the nine songs we recorded, hire Sam. And then we hired a, a percussionist who's no longer with us, but uh, he's with us. He's no longer in the band. Not you know. Um, yeah, no, he's, good. he's good. He's young and, young and strong. Okay. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, but he, he had uh, wanted to do some other things and that's, that's how it goes. But, uh, Sam was like, hey, I'm in. We learned our album up and down. Got an extra keyboard to play all the parts. Like we learned the album perfectly and for over a six month period. So by the time we could add, we did a couple live streams. Anyway, um, we booked a couple things They, you know, we're like, all right, well, now a year into the pandemic, I'm just going to fast forward right a year into the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. We're starting to do a couple gigs and then um, our producer's father passed away. And we were getting ready to sign with his label the next day. And that further put us off. 
So yeah, and now we're at 2022 and we are working with um, a group that I will be announced very shortly, hopefully in the next week, but we have scheduled releases. The target dates are March 4th uh, for our first single release and then April 1st, okay. May 6th and June 3rd with the full album release on June 24th. That's the target. It could get pushed back, but we are going through the motions with a group and and I wish I could say it out loud, but um, but there's some awesome stuff happening. We're doing something really good. And yeah. I mean, we, we have music videos for every single, everything is getting pushed in, in major music streams um, outside of whatever I've been able to do before by myself. I've just okay. gone as far as I could go. And now we have help. And so um, our, our album is called Love and Gravity. And, and the, the music, and I'm saying this proudly because we finished this album before we even knew a pandemic was happening. And yeah. I can promise you, I wish we'd put it on when it started because it would have made everybody cry and feel like this just happened. So the, mm. the, the album is really, um, it's a 1973 Cadillac soul album. Um, it's, we're treating it as our first record because the lineup is totally different. I'm the last founding member after seven years of working with this group yeah. and the branding is different and by design we chose to make an album that was cohesive with the sound we're looking for which is hard-hitting r&b and soul and so yeah so we will put this album out but it has impacted us incredibly we've lost thousands and thousands of dollars on tours money spent i mean even now i'm doing the booking and this one gets booked up we can't do that one. Oh, this one happened oh they're not going to have this one. Oh, but this band bailed out so you guys can't do this one I mean, that's happened numbers of times and we're just, every time that happens, it's another thousand dollars we're not getting. It's another, and so it's, it's been really difficult. Thankfully, unemployment's been a thing. And, uh, and you know what? I ain't mad at cryptocurrency because we, 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 got <laughs> okay. some, we got into some crypto with, uh, oh, with wow. unemployment and uh, right. early on last August, we got into something and it has gone 10 times over at this point and uh well, we've congratulations okay. we're not we're not a garage band we have a, a, a it's we're not we're not rich but we have a small budget we can exist as an operating yeah. so the pandemic has been fruitful for us in a number of ways so we, we're just trying to be mindful mitigate the problems and keep a really good eye on the prize knowing that even though this has taken two and a half extra years for us to release this music I look, I've always looked at this. It's the slingshot effect. Just keep pulling it back. I know it's just um, patience is my lesson in this life. You know, I'm just keep learning. I'm still waiting and still wondering. And when it pops, I'm just thinking maybe it'll actually get over the fence. So if, yeah. if, it, if it does something and it works, I'll have an opportunity to do what I've dreamt to do, which is to present more humble music to the world through these avenues. And that's been and my, so bigger than me being a keyboardist is, how can we do something better for our community? And I've always yeah. dreamt about this. I've just never been able to execute it because I just didn't have the extra money. So I'm just going to push the things I know how to push. And then if it succeeds, then we'll use those resources to, to help others. And so say again, Lo Love and Gravity comes out on March. What, say it again. Um, we have a single um, called Feel Right, and that'll be released, uh, you know, I don't, don't quote me yet. It's going to come out there, but uh, so March 4th, <laughs> it's quoted. March 4th yeah. is the targeted date. It could get pushed back, but we're, our idea is to release four singles over a four month period. And in the okay. fourth month, release the album in that same month and all on first Fridays of each month, starting in March. And you um, say you shot. Go ahead. 
And you said you shot videos for every song on the album? Yeah, we um the feel right video is done. The uh we're actually going to a location on the 19th and 20th to film and produce. We're gonna use all local dancers and uh local venue, and we're gonna do a really cool thing and it'll help promote those causes. I always think that when people decide to look through the video and they find these people, that they'll yeah. find humble, they'll find what's yeah. going on. So um, we strategically picked a few different groups of people that represent our area. And um, so that'll be for the second single. And then the third single um, is a lyric video, which that's all I can say about it. But we already filmed it in San Francisco on our way back from Santa Cruz. We just stopped and made it happen. And um, yeah, we can do some of this in house because we have cameras and um, our, one of the guys in the band is just nice with the camera and he understands the tech side of things. And, and uh, we also have the amazing Chris Pereira on the team. And uh, oh, fantastic! We oh, yeah, this. he's he's, he's our tech he's, director, and he's 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 he's, 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 he's ramping up his uh, his his camera skills. I, I've noticed he's yeah. it seems like that's that's how he spent his pandemic, that, was, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he and I exactly. used to do sound yeah. together for uh, Center Arts when I first moved back, and uh, yeah. and then he's been a, a DJ, uh, a fill in on, on K Home, and then he was also one of our first guests on this podcast. When we were trying to figure out what was this was, it was real, supposed... real bad back then. It was real, <laughs> not he, because of Chris, yeah, not because of Chris, but no. uh, he, oh, yeah, no, he, he's he, been he, a bright light, yeah, yeah, totally. No, he's amazing, he's 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 um taking it on full yeah. full swing he is our tech yeah. tech director he's invited on oh, excellent when oh wow can. cool he's in oh, and as soon as right. we pop we're gonna try not to upset whoever we take him from so we're like <laughs> we <laughs> so, know, he loves rolling with us like he and him and sam are such good friends so it, it even grew it's all even right yeah because okay, yeah right okay yeah they're, but, they're already bandmates and it's if yeah group. so tell me um, tell me this brian like if 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 things went uh perfectly like what would object heavy be doing in five years if things go perfectly you'll hear our music um in major motion pictures and and in other major music streams um object heavy you know and and i would love to say we we would win a grammy in five years if things were okay. perfect Ooh, look at, look you know, at you <laughs> me, winning, me winning a grammy isn't because i want to be a cool keyboardist like some people would think um it has so much more to do with uh, selfishly fat bull you know what and, and i'm a big fan of listen when i go find andrew goff what are you gonna find oh that's God. the thing yeah someone from arkansas i was like well what's the lost ghost outpost or yeah. what you know what i mean like i'm just the big the big picture is people finding humboldt and the beautiful stuff that comes with the magic that that yeah. is here because the economy here is tanking on every level so in my mind 20 something years ago i'm like yeah, there's like some of the best musicians here, the best weed on the planet, some of the best farmers who grow food and have a best understanding of what our, our, our community is supposed to be like. Like, I'm so amazed by this community that I want to get on stage in front of that's like the Grammys or an Emmy or anything. Those are like the biggest stages. So if I can walk on stage with my bandmates and be like, Humboldt County, people are going to come and look at us That's and they're going to find you and they're going to find the trouble and they're going to find the artists and they're going to find the small restaurants yeah. and all these things to create the most amazing destination point for tourists. So I'm just thinking, I, you know, I don't have children. This is my children. This is it. 
I love my music. I love Fat Bull and I love being in Humble. I've been here 22 mm. years. I tried to leave and it didn't work and I love it here. So I just am doing my best. And some, sometimes it seems selfish, but I have my eye on the prize. And if I can score the way I think perfectly, like you said, in five years, yeah. maybe we'll actually be able to help numbers of musicians get their music out to the world stage what happens you know i mean digging dirt's blowing up right now like these yeah. things are happening like yeah, there's sure. a buzz you know and you mentioned something earlier and it's it's all because we're at the beginning of a renaissance and it's going to take some time but we're at the beginning of a renaissance this pandemic shut the paradigm down i'm thinking oh my band's been together for four years like no your band's been together for seven years like Oh, I forgot. There's, you know, <laughs> you know, 2020 and 21, and now we're, you know, in February 2022. So, in five years, if things go object heavy's way, we're gonna be a, a maybe a, I don't want to say a household name, but at least a, a force of sound and music with a good message. And speaking of how love is always the answer, because that's what we're. I mean, my bandmates are all just sweethearts. They're lovely. Like I'm the asshole of the group, and I'm okay with it. Like. I've got, I'm surrounded by, by awesome guys, you know, you know, I'm not saying I'm just, so, but you know, I get this vibe sometimes. Like, right, it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting know, time. It's a, it's an interesting time to be an optimist because I feel like, you know, yeah, these last two years, we, we have, we have no idea what the world's going to be like now. It's not, it's certainly not going to be like it was, you know, we, nope. we have a, we have a clean slate uh, you know, both, especially culturally, like we, we're not going to go to shows, the same way that we did we're going to have a, a new appreciation you know maybe for you know remember that that period when wow. we couldn't do this we, when we, we you know all those years we took for granted how much of a scene we had up here uh and yeah. and now it's gonna now and now we get to we get to build it again right that's how i feel yeah. I, I totally agree with that i think that the next few years you know because the bars i mean they're just starting to ramp up again some of the djs yeah. are starting these again and you know in the college is shifting so there's going to be more stuff happening here people from out of the area with more money are going to start taking over some of these businesses and maybe that'll be a good thing yeah maybe that'll help uh get people motivated to do better business or maybe make their restaurant better or yeah. just tourism is starting to become very serious up here and if we want people to keep coming here we have to be on point we have to be as strong as any big city we have to there have to be training sessions for hospitality and the small town we get to do things and in the heyday of all of it people people got to do their businesses how they want because there was a good economy and money was coming in but things are yeah. different now and so we have to go back to the drawing board close off the plaza, maybe put a parking lot, parking garage behind the Tri-County Bank because there's okay. nothing yeah. obstructing it and have 400 cars. And then you have all those places could be outdoor sitting areas and maybe bringing that light to the street would actually the same take thing. care no of driving. the darkness. That's no driving. Yeah. No driving. Plaza. We should make like, it all yeah. walking yeah, I mean, just like, there. Yeah, all... you, could put, you could put way yeah. many more cars in, in a parking garage and then you could even use that parking garage for, for events or flea markets or other cool things. Hey Brian, so there's a Brian, you should there, run for Did you know there's city an opening council. there's <laughs> an opening on the Arcata City Council as of you know 2 uh, days ago so uh, or Brian's Wislow City Planner let's go let's let's do this Yeah No I, but I I get what you're saying I like the I like oh uh, education schmeducation well, Yeah um, go to Cal Poly. But I like your enthusiasm Brian and I I like when you were talking about all these times like you know in the late 90s and in the 2000s and like reggae on the river and i feel like there was this time just pre 
legalization where Humboldt County was like having a moment. And I think I think that it's going to happen again. I'm feeling it on the horizon. Once, there you go. Speak once it into existence, Steph. <laughs> yeah, once we get through the the the, the legalization issue, whether yeah. it's taxes or whatever, you know, I I can, you know, I have Fat Bull is in processing and we're getting into the cannabis game. And so I'm starting to see how difficult it is. we've been working on the same project for over three years and we'll open mm-hmm. our, our facility and hopefully at the end of March or April, but it's, it's, it's not easy. And, and most of the legacy farmers are getting wiped out and it's a real shame because me, for someone who didn't grow up here, I've always just getting to know like the freestyle King family. I'll just call it that getting to know the Southern humble folks and knowing how important that is and how it's the livelihood is there and for people to just be stamping on the name or like growing some weed it's just like you know it's 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 tough to watch because you know these folks should be revered and should be sought after by these bigger industries to help grow the industry so that way everyone can get cleaner medicine and, and, and we can survive this but people are sharks man the big business yeah. is big business people with money are buying up land and ruining rivers and all that and you know what so in a perfect world in five years if i if my band wins a grammy or we make millions for selling a single or some theme for some show i'll say it loud live to you right now i promise you i'm going to put my money into that whatever it takes to help our economy, I would absolutely throw almost everything I have at it. As long yeah, as I yeah. stay here and it feel, feel like it's home for me, you know, but I've been here this long. I'm like, man, if we can get through this dark time and some of us can come out on top of this with successful businesses, well, you know what? That's the cool thing about spending time here. And, you know, so when I think of my reputation or people caring about me as a musician and, and all these things, I'm, I'm really grateful because as a grown up. If I could do something for, for the community to give back to all the people who came to my shows or will buy our music or come to the Fapple store and buy a T-shirt, like I don't live extravagantly at all. You know what I mean? My money goes into this thing that I'm talking about. Yeah. That's it. A hundred percent of it. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be able to do something, you know, and, 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 if, and if not us, maybe our avenue will bring someone somebody else in so they can succeed and create something for the rest of the community you know yeah you got you you've got me you, you've got me oddly excited right now brian i think like something i think it has to do a little bit maybe maybe with you know the decision to not have you smoke weed at the beginning of this you've been very <laughs> very energetic it's like oh, yeah. I, I i appreciate your energy because now i'm, I'm yeah. i yeah, take I'm you like, seriously <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Well, the well, report's well, so- easy because I could just smoke. And the whole idea of the road report is like I usually <laughs> act like I just woke up, even though I'm up at six thirty in the morning or seven, and I'm like, "Oh, what's up? All right, I'm gonna smoke some weed." Everyone thinks I'm just yeah. a stone wasted musician and all, and and, and I don't, you know, no, I don't take that in which way, but. <laughs> I like the, the whole robe and the I'm tired thing, because the truth is, by the time I do the robe report, I'm up. But it is my first smoke of the day if I do it in the morning. And yeah. it, the whole idea is to see where I go. You know, <laughs> I do get lost in the robe report yeah. by choice. But yeah. here, I want to stay focused as much oh. as I can. No, it's great. Well, yeah, no, I, I appreciate I, it. Yeah. And I, I, I'll say, yeah, I so this is, you know, about the, the time we, we a lot for these things. But is there is there anything else that you want you want to say in closing? You know, obviously, you're you, you would love people to come out to the show, uh, which will be next 
Saturday or this Saturday, depending on when this airs. Uh, yeah, the Arcadia yeah, Theater on February 12th. Um, you know, we would love for you to be there. We've, we play, we've played a lot in the last year, so we appreciate it. People are still coming out. Um, you know, I think that as far as the, the pandemic's concerned, you know, wear a mask and do, do the right thing. If you're, if you're feeling any which way, go outside if you need to. I'm not mad if you don't show up, but uh, the venue definitely, like, we'll get by if we miss one show's worth of people. The venues don't. So yeah, I'm, I'm pro like fill the room, man. Those guys would be really happy. Um, the they're, they're doing and, their best. Uh... I know they're doing their best. Like I know that they're specifically not checking, but they are, I could say the Arcata theater, they do a really fantastic job. Their staff is on point. They're doing the right thing to make people feel safe. And I think that's half the battle. You know what I mean? And when you see the staff doing something, it really says a lot about what's going on behind the scenes. So uh, on that note, yeah, February 12th would be great. And um, yeah, this pandemic has been interesting and just everyone, it's going to be okay. The social anxiety is a thing. These new, this new paradigm is important to pay attention to. Being mindful of your surroundings, no matter what it is you believe in, is totally okay because that's what we get to do as humans. And, you know, and I could say that, um, yeah, I'm appreciative that, you guys want to talk to me about the music scene yeah. and it's been really, I don't get to talk about the history of my life here and not that many people know about it. So I really appreciate that on a selfish level that I can actually share oh, my own yeah. story. Yeah. You took That's, us on a journey. That means a lot. <laughs> really yeah, no, Absolutely. Well, you guys, you say, I mean, I think anybody that's just listened to this can can tell that you have you have supported this scene uh, with your blood, sweat, and tears for a lot of years now. And so, yeah, we 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 appreciate uh, your energy and your efforts, and uh, and and, for our community. and are and are excited uh, of what's to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I said it. So if if we succeed, then I I, I owe a debt of gratitude. Yeah. And okay, uh, I I will tune into the I will tune into that Grammy's yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. We expect yeah. us thanks to us specifically when you win that Grammy. And, uh, <laughs> I, can't. I know I spoke too soon. You know what? <laughs> the, only reason, the only reason at this point to win one is because I said it. Wouldn't that be great? Like you yeah. fucking did it. That would be you really have great. to. You have to now yeah we've given up the idea of music for fame or music many 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 years ago i was like that's part of why i live here i could have stayed in la and had plenty of options but i really felt something here there's the musicians yeah, no. here people here really care about the music scene they love to go out and see shows and and you know and things have shifted a little bit but that's what a renaissance is all about we have to yeah. We, the seeds have been planted for what this next next uh, version of Humboldt's going to look like. So I, I like feel that. like I'm to embrace it. Well, cool, Thank man. Thank you yeah. so much, Brian. That was a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. To, to light them. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. Yeah, Brian Swislow, very excited about uh, the, the the future of the humble music scene, and and just a, a humble booster. Oh like my I, gosh. I, he made me he made me feel good about the the future of this place in a time when there's a lot of times I don't feel good about the future yeah. of anywhere. I'm always glad to have somebody on here that has some real optimism, you know, and and he works in a in a field that has been hit hard by the pandemic you know it was the first thing to go yeah i'm 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 happy 
to get Brian's perspective yeah. on, on the bright future, and on I, the renaissance I will say, like, you know, of Hubble. You know, this is a very personal decision, I think, for people, whether or not they're they're ready to go out for shows or not. You know, I, I, I you know, we wanted to talk to him because he's he's out there and he, he sees uh, maybe more what's happening at live venues than we do. But, you know, do what you know is, is, is best for you uh, in this situation as we start to open up uh, and become a community yet again. Wear the masks, get vaccinated, get boosted, and then go out there and have a fun time in a safe and responsible way. Yeah. All right, Humboldt County. We'll see you next time. Bye. Andrew, like myself, you've lived in, in Humboldt County for a long time. And so long time. You, you know that uh, lots of people here grow plants of various kinds, both indoors and outdoors. I have so. heard that Humboldt County uh, is synonymous with uh, plant growth and people who are very interested in that. <laughs> yes. So for those people, uh, they probably want to go visit Humboldt Hydroponics. Is that uh, the one? Is that the one right next to the Broadway Cinema? In Eureka, yes, that yes. is correct. They have convenient all central the, location. It's a very convenient yeah. central location, and they have everything that you need for growing. You know, pots, soils, lights, little things, little strips to check your pH on your soil or whatever. I don't know. I'm assuming Uh, it's a great, it's a great place. Go there for all your growing needs. Humble hydroponics. Of course, this, this podcast also wouldn't be possible without the North coast co-op, which uh, provides basically all of the food that you and me eat. Uh, I don't know what we would do without the co-op. Have you ever had the poke bowl? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. It's got, uh, it's got so much. Yeah. It's got, fish and fresh avocado fish. and uh, little carrots and yeah. you know, and uh, little shrimps yeah. on the poke bowl. It's delightful. I like their um, sandwiches. I like their baked goods. It has everything sure. that you need. And, and on top of being an amazing grocery store that provides everything that you need, they also, I just want to mention one more time, now, just like everybody else in the world, have a podcast. We're You're talking about Cheese the Day stuff? Ta- I am talking about Cheese the Day. That's the only one that I know of. You can find Cheese the Day wherever you find your podcasts. So check it out. Okay. Cheese the Day, North Coast Co-op.